Think with me about a conversation that changed your life or maybe changed something important about your life. Maybe it was with a, a parent, maybe it was with a teacher, uh, a mentor, someone who taught you something important. Think about that conversation and how it affected you, how it changed you. You know, conversation can be dangerous, can it? Because conversation may go in unexpected directions. Conversation may challenge us. Questions may be involved that we weren't expecting or maybe questions we don't want to answer. Problems may come up that we really didn't want to talk about. Conversation can be dangerous because the unexpected can happen. And because we can go in directions that we never thought we would go because of a conversation. Conversation can be dangerous, we think, unless, unless maybe we're talking to God. At least that's the way we approach it sometimes. Because we, we think when we're talking to God, that's easy, right? I mean, it's God. We know what to expect, and we don't really think we're going to get a big answer, and we don't think God's going to point us in a direction we don't want to go. We just sort of think we're going to talk to God for a few minutes, and then we're going to be done. But the truth is, when we look at the witness of Scripture, talking to God can be really dangerous. Because God often spoke to people about their sin, and God opened up opportunities that they weren't expecting, and God said, come and follow me, or come and speak for me. Come and go into a place that you would have never gone without me. And yet we go to God, and it's just sort of innocuous, easy, nothing's going to change, and God's not going to talk back. That's not what prayer is all about. Today we begin a series that I'm calling Dangerous Conversations, and it's how prayer really can change your life. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to think about prayer. And, and the truth is, when we come to prayer, we have a lot of questions, don't we? A lot of things that we just don't understand about prayer. And so today I want us to think about the first question, maybe the most basic question, what is prayer? Now that seems simple. We think we might know the answer to that, but the truth is, I think if we polled everyone and asked everyone in the room to answer that question, what is prayer, we'd come up with a lot of different answers because of our experience. And they wouldn't necessarily be wrong, but I think they would be different. We might say prayer is something we do before a meal, right? We have a prayer before a meal here at church. Maybe you have prayer around the table before your meals at home. You might even use similar prayers over and over. God is great. God is good. You know, we couldn't pray that prayer at our house because our youngest daughter hated it. So she would stop us in the middle, and that was the end of prayer. But, but maybe you have prayer before a meal. That's something that you do each time you gather. Prayer sometimes for us is a wish list, right? This, this is the stuff that I want God to give me. This is the stuff that I want God to do for me. So prayer is mainly about asking God to do something in your life. You know, I have a wish list on Amazon.com where I mark the books that I'm interested in so I don't forget them. And then when family says, what do you want for Christmas? I give them my wish list. In fact, I could provide that for you after the service if you'd like to take a look at it. But Sometimes prayer is a little bit like that. God, I, I really need this in my life. I want this in my life. God, I wish you'd take care of this problem, deal with this, all this stuff that we want from God. Sometimes that's what prayer is. Sometimes prayer is what we do before the Lord's Supper, right? We have a prayer in our services before the Lord's Supper, and that's one of the things that prayer is for you. For some people, depending on your background, what church you grew up in or have had experience in, you might say prayer is something that you read from a book. 
in our books of prayers that may be read in worship services in some churches. And you might think, well, well, that's what prayer is. You read it. it. It's prescribed. It's how you talk to God in this language that's in this book. That's prayer for you. Or we might say that prayer is, is a quiet time with me and God. Okay, real prayer is done when it's just me and God and I'm talking to God. All the other prayer is good and fine, but real prayer is when I have quiet time with God. Now, here's the thing. None of those answers is necessarily wrong. In fact, they're, they're probably an element of truth in every one of them, but they're not all the same. And no one of those answers gives a, gives a complete answer to the question, what is prayer? So today, I want us to think about that. What is prayer? Now, Scripture talks a lot about prayer. I mean, virtually every book in the Bible has something to say about prayer or has an example of prayer. We find them all the way through Scripture. But to me, if you want to find the, the most direct, succinct definition or at least description of prayer, a great place to turn is to Psalm 46, verse 10. Okay, the Psalms are right in the middle of your Bible looking in the 46th Psalm, verse 10, and it's very simple. It goes like this. He says, God says, be still and know that I am God. There you go. It's very simple. Be still and know that I am God. And he follows that up with, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Lots of psalms are prayers, but that right there, just those few words, be still and know that I am God. That's about as simple as it gets when it comes to prayer. Sometimes prayer is just us as a group, as a smaller group, as an individual, sitting and talking to God and sharing what life is, what life is like right now. We're, we're just sitting there and, and we were going over life. We're thinking through some stuff that's happened in the past week or the past month. And, and some of it has really challenged us and we're not sure what to do with it. Some of, us cause, some of it causes us to mourn and we're sad over it. We're grieving over it. Some of, us some of it helps us recognize our shortcomings, where we need to change. So it's, it's going over what's happened in life. It's thinking about what life is going to be the challenges that are coming our way, the things we're excited about that we want to happen, and the things we're struggling with that are coming up. It's sitting there and acknowledging God's place in our lives and understanding that He is God. Be still and know that I am God. And that means that He's God. And that also means I'm not God. So what we're recognizing is God's place in our lives. So we're sitting there acknowledging God's place, and just spending time with God. In other words, this is about connection more than it is anything else. It's about connecting with the one who created us, the one who gave us life, the one who created the whole universe. We are connecting with that God, this God that we need in our lives. Maybe there's words, maybe there's not words, we're just talking to God and spending time with him. Another angle that we could look at is found over in Matthew chapter 6. It's in the Sermon on the Mount, which we've turned to a couple times recently in the series on the Ten Commandments. Jesus is talking, and he gives some instruction about prayer. He gives us what we call the Lord's Prayer here in Matthew chapter 6, our example for prayer and a prayer that we sometimes pray. But when he's talking about prayer, Jesus says this, And when you pray, 
Do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. And here he says, for your father knows what you need before, before you ask him. Now Jesus is addressing a problem here in prayer that they had. In the ancient world, the, the Jews who worshipped Yahweh God, the God that we worship, the God of the Bible, and then there's lots of other people who worshipped all these other gods, okay? They had a similar problem. They thought prayer should be done with a specific use of a specific group of words, okay? So you just say these words, you sort of repeat them over and over again. If you say them the right way in the right number of times, then you'll get God's attention, whether it's one true God or another God. And if you get the attention of the God and please the God with your words, then guess what? That God will do what you want him to do. And the Jews had adopted that approach. Just keep praying the same stuff over and over again, and God will eventually do what you want him to do. It's sort of like a, a magical incantation. If you get the words just right, then you'll get God's attention, and God will do what you want him to do for you. And Jesus says it's not that way. That's not how we pray. In fact, we don't even have to worry about it because before we pray, God already knows what we need. Think about that. Think this morning about your deepest need. What's your deepest need this morning? Maybe it involves your marriage or your kids. Maybe it involves that school's about to start or something on your job. Maybe it involves your finances or something that's just in your heart, your deepest need. Think about that. God already knew it before it came to your head. That's the God that you're praying a God that loves you that much, that knows your heart that clearly, that's the God you're praying to. Now, the question that might come to your mind after we say that is this. If he already knows, why do I need to pray it? And that's a pretty good question. If God already knows what I'm going to say, what I'm going to think, why in the world do I need to say it? I mean, we get caught in that, right? I mean, there's somebody who tells us a story last week. We see them again this week. They launch into the same story, and we're thinking, why are they telling me this again? And should I stop them and say, hey, I've heard this, or should I just stand here and endure it one more time, right? So is God thinking the same thing? Here's James Jones, and he is praying the same doggone thing for the 1,232nd time, right? Maybe it's not so much about me getting what I want from God, but about God affecting who I am. Maybe it's not so much about me getting what I want from God, but about me developing a deep connection with this God who created me. It's more about the relationship than me sort of getting God to act in a way that I think he should act that's why I'm taking this to God again. That's why I'm making the same request to God again. Not because he doesn't know it or he's somehow forgotten, but that he just wants me to bring it to him because he wants me to have this connection with him. So if we think about prayer that way, that it's being still and knowing God. It's about connection and relationship with God. How do we define prayer? What is prayer? And we can say it in a very simple way. 
prayer is spending time with God. This God who loves you more than anyone else does, more than your spouse, your children, your best friends, your siblings, your parents, people you go to church with, this God who loves you more than anyone else loves you, wants you to spend time with him. So before we finish, I want to give a few sort of practical ways that we can do that, some practical things that we can do in prayer, and and some things that I think can help us as we walk through the rest of this series. First, relax about how you pray. And here's what I mean by that. I think most of us would say, you know what, I know I need to pray. And maybe many of us in the room would say, I know I need to pray more. But as soon as we say that, we begin to tense up because we're not sure how to do it. We don't know what to say in prayer. We're not sure what we should do in prayer. And what I'm telling you today is, relax about that. Part of what Jesus is saying in the passage that we read is, there's no one set of words that you're supposed to use in prayer. In other words, there's not just one right way to pray. If we as Christians are coming before this God who created us and loved us enough to send his son to die on a cross for us, if we're coming before him and sharing our lives and sharing our heart and attempting to develop a connection with him, I don't think we're going to go wrong. And so when you think, okay, I, I need to pray more, I need to do more of this, just take a deep breath, okay? Don't worry about whether you're going to get it right or wrong. Just say, you know what? I'm going to pursue this God. I'm going to talk to this God who loves me. And it's going to be okay. Right? It's like talking to a parent. For people who have parents who really deeply love them, there's not just one specific set of words those parents want to hear. They want to hear the heart of their children. And God wants to hear your heart. Second, commit to pray. Every relationship that's going to grow requires some time, all right? That's true with every important relationship in our lives. If we want that relationship to grow, if we want to connect with that person on a deeper level, we've got to spend time with them. And this is true in prayer as well. Prayer is the way that we spend time with God. Now, we've got to make a commitment to do it. Okay, now the truth is, we can pray all day long. There's stuff that comes up in your life all day long, people that walk in and out of your life, challenges that come your way, and I would encourage you to pray over all of that, to make prayer part of your life. But I also think there needs to be a special time, a time that we set aside and say, I'm going to pray. And lots of us struggle with this, okay? So if you struggle with it, it's okay, but now's the time to change it. And so make a commitment. Make a time. Maybe it's in your commute. Maybe it's first thing in the morning. Maybe it's over lunch. Maybe it's in the evening. When do you have some time that you can carve out a few minutes? doesn't have to be two hours. If you've not really been doing that at all, maybe you start with two minutes. Okay, well, that's, you say that, that's not good enough, right? Well, two minutes is better than no minutes, all right? But maybe you realize, man, that's not long enough. I'm not really talking to God about everything I need to share with him and it becomes five minutes, or 10 minutes, or 20 minutes, or 30 minutes. I don't know where it's going to be in your life. We're all different. But commit, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make some time to talk to God, because this God loves me so much. 
And I may not get it all right, and that's okay. Because what God wants is that relationship, not just the right words. But I'm going to try it. Begin with a little time and take it from there. Third, focus on relationships over requests. Focus on your relationship with God over just the request from God. And there's lots of stuff that we need God to be doing in our lives. We all know that we're dependent on God for everything that we have. And there is nothing wrong with saying to God, please provide for my family. God, please provide for my spouse, for my kids. God, give us what we need. God, heal this relationship. God, help me in my work. All those things that we need to ask from God. It's okay to ask it. But that's not the only thing that's going on in prayer. So it might be also talking to God about who he is and praising him for what he's already done, the way he's been at work in your life, the way he's changed you. Focus on the relationship and the connection with God, not just the requests from God. And then fourth, allow God to change you. Truth is, I think we often approach God, approach prayer, thinking, I'm going to change God. Right? I'm going to change something that God was going to do. I'm going to get him to do what I want him to do. And so we go to God and we say, listen, God, if you will do this, then I will do this. Or, God, if you'll do this, then I'll stop doing this. And we put conditions on it. And we think we can make a deal with God. Somehow we'll get God to act in the way that we want him to act. Let's rethink that. Sometimes prayer should be more about allowing God to change me than me somehow changing God. And it just might be that there's some stuff that I go to God in prayer with. I'm going to pray to God. I'm going to ask him to do this. And in the process of prayer, what I find out is... That's not what I want anyway. God just might change how I'm thinking about that. God might challenge the way I'm approaching something to the point that that I come away wanting something entirely different because God has been at work in my heart. So God may be changing you in prayer more than you're changing God in prayer. And that's okay. Maybe that's what we need to pray. God, change me. Change me into the person that you want me to be. Form me into the person that you've been planning for me to be all along. Maybe that should be your prayer. What's your prayer been like? Maybe your prayer has been more of a wish list or something you do before a meal. Maybe you look back, and if I ask this question not to make you feel bad, but just to evaluate, if I say, have you, have you prayed in the last week? If you say no, I guarantee you're not alone in this room, all right? There are other people who would say, you know what, I really haven't prayed this past week. Well, here's what I know. You can't change what you didn't do last week, but you can change what you do this coming week. And so make that commitment. Even if it's just a few minutes a day, that's all right. Start with something and begin to pray to this God who loves you so deeply and wants to change you and make you into the person that he imagined you to be from the very beginning. 
That's the kind of God we're talking to. Just allow yourself to spend some time with God. Let's pray together. Now we're really thankful for prayer. Thankful that we can talk about that over the next few weeks and allow you to change what prayer looks like in our lives. God, help us to commit to a life of prayer, a life that's devoted to talking to you. And God, when we come to prayer, even now, we pray that you will change us, you'll reform us, make us into the people you want us to be, and connect us to you in a way that we have never been connected before. And God, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to this God who loves you so deeply, a God who sent his son for you. Maybe you know it's time to, to commit yourself to him in faith and repentance and then to be immersed or baptized into him. We'd love to walk with you down that path, along that journey. So come forward. Or maybe, maybe you want to become a member of our church. You've already been immersed into Christ and you want to serve with us. If you made either one of those decisions, we would love to share with you in that. Come forward during our invitation. Let's stand together.